Hello, dear listeners. Today in the studio, Xenia and Sophia again. And we continue talking about mental health, emotions, self-awareness, and so on. And today's topic is yoga and mental health. When you hear the word yoga, what likely comes to mind is a colorful yoga mat, athletic wear, spa music, and exercise. For yoga is often seen as a physical practice associated with stress relief and fitness. There is much more to this ancient practice than what meets the eye. At its core, yoga allows us to create long-lasting life change by getting to know ourselves better and taking agency of our emotional, physical and mental well-being where we can. In combination with mental health care, yoga can help us improve our self-understanding. In order to understand ourselves at a deeper level, what makes us unique in personality, preference, purpose, yoga can be as simple as beginning with mindful observation of our own daily habits. By taking time to look at ourselves in the present, we may discover positive patterns in ourselves and we also may become aware of habits that we might eventually choose to change over time on our own or with the help of a mental health care professional. This is what psychology and neuroscience research now knows as neuroplasticity, from Greek plastos, meaning molded or formed. The brain's ability to actually transform its patterns of neuron wiring and firing in response to our changing needs. While there are naturally occurring critically periods in brain development, choosing to change our actions and behaviors may also influence the structure and function of our brains. Practices within yoga, such as habit awareness during breathing, physical postures, and stillness, can help us better see ourselves as we practice and gradually shift our thoughts and behaviors for the better. And now let's talk about yoga and self-awareness and dive a bit deeper. Yoga uh, actually can help us to achieve a balanced state of awareness that gives clarity and sharpness of mind as well as calmness and joy. But actually, why is awareness important? We have already discussed it in our podcast about emotional intelligence. When you act without awareness, you're like a sleepwalker who doesn't know where he's walking. You just act on the strongest impulse. Your mind controls you. However, when you act with awareness, you are in control of your mind. Your senses become so clear that they can perceive better, see better, think better, hear better. Yoga attends to all aspects of our being, body, mind, breath, emotions, and the inner self. Awareness of breath establishes you 
in the present moment. Yoga asanas contribute towards physical well-being. Yoga postures done with full awareness provides a gentle massage to all the internal organs and leads you to a relaxed state of mind. In a relaxed and steady posture, you can feel a joyful expansion. Yoga helps you become aware of your body, including the pains or discomfort in any part of the body. The secret of awareness is to just watch everything that is going on in the body and mind as a witness. Do not resist, but watch with smile. Regular practice of yoga establishes uh, you in the self. You feel a sense of belongingness with everyone and everything in creation. You are at peace with yourself and everything around you. Enhance your good health and energy by eating with awareness. When you are preoccupied or feel upset, you tend to eat mindlessly. However, when the mind is aware, you are conscious of what you eat and how much you take in actually. Yoga refines the mind and creates awareness. The mind swings back and forth from the past to the future, drowning you in a whirlpool of thoughts, worries and fears. An effective way to break this clay of thoughts is to become aware of the thoughts. Breath is a powerful tool to deal with the mind. You don't have to run away to a forest or cave to calm down the mind. Yoga with asanas and meditation can gently guide you on this inner journey. With yoga you can attain a pleasant and composed state of mind. When your mind is aware, you are sensitive to others' feelings and to your surrounding. A clear mind is powerful and helps you to make effective decisions. When the mind is calm, creativity dawns, productivity increases. Living with awareness cultures your speech and actions. You acquire a skill in dealing with people and situations. You do not react to situations or what people say, but respond with calmness. When the mind is aware, you can be proactive instead of provocative in your speech and actions. Often words just shoot out of the mouth. As you grow in the path of yoga, your words become more powerful. And meditation is an essential limb of yoga. In meditation you get a glimpse of yourself, the, the inner core of your being that is calm, settled and serene. Uh, practicing yoga is said to come with many benefits uh, for both mental and physical health. For not all of these benefits have been backed by science. So, now I suggest you to take a look at evidence-based benefits of yoga. And first one, yoga can decrease stress. Yoga is known for its ability to ease stress and promote relaxation. In fact, multiple studies have shown that it can decrease the secretion of cortisol, the primary stress hormone. One study demonstrated the powerful effect of yoga on stress by following 24 women who perceived themselves as emotionally distressed. After a three-month yoga program, the women had significantly lower levels of cortisol. They also had lower levels of stress, anxiety, fatigue and depression. A 
an hour study of 131 people had similar results, showing that 10 weeks of yoga helped to reduce stress and anxiety. It also helped improve quality of life and mental health. When used alone or alone with other methods of elevating stress, such as meditation, yoga can be a powerful way to keep stress in check. Also, yoga can relieve anxiety. Many people begin practicing yoga as a way to cope with feelings of anxiety. Interestingly enough, there is quite a bit of research showing that yoga can help reduce anxiety. In one study, 34 women diagnosed with an anxiety disorder participate in yoga classes twice weekly for two months. At the end of the study, those who practiced yoga had significantly lower levels of anxiety than the control group. And our study followed 64 women with post-traumatic stress disorder, PTSD, which is characterized by severe anxiety and fear following exposure to a traumatic event. After 10 weeks, the women who practiced yoga once weekly had fewer symptoms of PTSD. In fact, 32% of participants no longer met the criteria for PTSD at all. It's not entirely clear exactly how yoga is able to reduce symptoms of anxiety. However, it emphasizes the importance of being present in the moment and finding a sense of peace which could help treat anxiety. Also, yoga could improve heart health, from pumping blood throughout the body to supplying tissues with important nutrients. The health of your heart is an essential component of overall health. Studies show that yoga may help improve heart health and reduce several risk factors for heart diseases. One study found that participants over 40 years of age who practiced yoga for five years had a lower blood pressure and pulse rate than those who didn't. High blood pressure is one of the major causes of heart problems such as heart attacks and stroke. Lowering your blood pressure can help reduce the risk of these problems. Some research also suggests that Incorporating yoga into a healthy lifestyle could help slow the progression of heart disease. A study followed 113 patients with heart disease looking at the effects of a lifestyle change that included one year of yoga training combined with dietary modifications and stress management. Participants saw a 23% decrease in total cholesterol and a 26% reduction in bad LDL cholesterol. Additionally, the progression of heart disease stopped in 47% of patients. It's unclear again how much of a role yoga may have had versus other factors like diet. Yet it can minimize stress, one of the major contributors to heart disease. Alone or in combination with a healthy lifestyle, yoga may help decrease risk factors for heart disease. Also, 
Yoga may fight depression. Some studies show that yoga may have an antidepressant effect and could help decrease symptoms of depression. This may be because yoga is able to decrease levels of cortisol, a stress hormone that influences levels of serotonin. The neurotransmitter often associated with depression. In one study, participants in an alcohol dependence program practiced a specific type of yoga that focuses on rhythmic breathing. After two weeks, participants had fewer symptoms of depression and lower levels of cortisol. They also had lower levels of ACTH, a hormone responsible for stimulating the release of cortisol. Other studies have had similar results showing an association between practicing yoga and decreased symptoms of depression. Based on these results, yoga may help fight depression alone or in combination with traditional methods of treatment. Uh, in this case, I don't think that yoga alone can help you. Anyway, you should ask help of professional. I think it's always best way. Also, yoga could reduce chronic pain. Chronic pain is a persistent problem that affects millions of people and has a range of possible causes from injuries to arthritis. There is a growing body of research demonstrating that practicing yoga could help reduce many types of chronic pain. In one study, 42 individuals with, with carpal tunnel syndrome Eva received a wrist splint or did yoga for eight weeks. At the end of study, yoga was found to be more effective in reducing pain and improving grip strength than wrist splinting. Another study in 2005 showed that yoga could help decrease pain and improve physical function or in participants with osteoarthritis. Of the knees. Although more research is needed, incorporating yoga into your daily routine may be beneficial for those who suffer from chronic pain. But of course, you should again <laughs> ask the doctor at first. And also, yoga could promote sleep quality. Poor sleep quality has been associated with obesity, high blood pressure, and depression, among other disorders. Studies show that incorporating yoga into your routine could help promote better sleep. Again, in a 2005 study, 69 elderly patients were assigned to either practice yoga, take an herbal preparation, or be part of control group. The yoga group fell asleep faster, slept longer, and felt more well-rested in the morning than the other groups. Another study looked at the effects of yoga on sleep in the patients with lymphoma. They found that it decreased sleep disturbances, improved sleep quality and duration, and reduced the need for sleep medications. For the way it works, again, is not clear. Yoga has been shown to increase the secretion of melatonin, a hormone that regulates sleep and wakefulness. 
Yoga also has a significant effect on anxiety, depression, chronic pain and stress, as we have already discussed. And all common contributors to sleep problems, actually. Yoga could help improve breathing. Pranayama or yogic breathing is a practice in yoga that focuses on controlling the breath through breathing exercises and techniques. Most types of yoga incorporate these breathing exercises and several studies have found that practicing yoga could help improve breathing. In one study, 286 college students took a 15-week class where they were taught various yoga poses and breathing exercises. At the end of the study, they had a significant increase in vital capacity. Vital capacity is a measure of the maximum amount of air that can be expelled from the lungs. It's especially important for those with lung disease, heart problems and asthma. Another study in 2009 found that practicing yogic breathing improved symptoms and lung function in patients with mild to moderate asthma. Improving breathing can help build endurance, optimize performance and keep your lungs and heart healthy. Also, yoga may relieve migraines. Migraines are severe recurring headaches that affect an estimated one out of seven Americans each year. Traditionally, migraines are treated with medications to relieve and manage symptoms. However, increasing evidence shows that yoga could be a useful adjunct therapy to help reduce migraines frequency. A 2007 study divided 72 patients with migraines into either a yoga therapy or self-care group for three months. Practicing yoga led to reductions in headache intensity, frequency and pain compared to the self-care group. Another study treated 60 patients with migraines using conventional care with or without yoga. Doing yoga resulted in a greater decrease in headache frequency and intensity than conventional care alone. Researchers suggest that doing yoga may help stimulate the vagus nerve, which has been shown to be effective in relieving migraines. Also, yoga can promote healthy eating habits. Mindful eating, also known as intuitive eating, is a concept that encourages being present in the moment while eating. It's about paying attention to the taste, smell and texture of your food and noticing any foods, feelings and sensations you experience while eating. This practice has been shown to promote healthy eating habits that help control blood sugar, increase weight loss and treat disorder eating behaviors. Because yoga places a similar emphasis on mindfulness, some studies show that it could be used to encourage healthy eating behaviors. One study incorporated yoga in, into an outpatient eating disorder treatment program with 54 patients, finding that yoga helped reduce both 
eating disorder symptoms and preoccupation with food. Another small study looked at how yoga affected symptoms of binge eating disorder, a disorder characterized by compulsive overeating and feeling of loss of control. Yoga was found to cause a decrease in episodes of binge eating and increase in physical activity and a small decrease in weight. For those with and without disordered eating behaviors, practicing mindfulness through yoga can aid in the development of healthy eating habits. So, multiple studies have confirmed the many mental and physical benefits of yoga. Incorporating it into your routine can help enhance your health, increase strength and flexibility and reduce symptoms of stress, depression and anxiety. Finding the time to practice yoga just a few times per week may be enough to make a noticeable difference when it comes to your health. So, whether you are just starting your yoga journey or you have been walking this path for some time, the beauty of the practice is that there is always something new to learn about yourself and how you are responding to your life. The asanas are simply a physical gateway into a far more complex understanding of your own potential. When you give yourself the gift of consistently showing up for your own needs, learning and growing, you open the door for self-acceptance and self-awareness to harmoniously exist in your life. Let every day of your practice be a new opportunity to learn a little more about who you really are. Okay, guys, let's continue now for um, how yoga or some something like yoga, but yoga can um, be integrated with uh, the field of psychotherapy. And there is one uh, really interesting research about yoga-based psychotherapy groups for boys who were exposed to, to trauma in urban settings. Childhood abuse and neglect occurred to more than 679,000 children in the United States in 2013. Child maltreatment, as well as adverse childhood experiences, collectively called child trauma, are known to have long-term negative effects on children. Those effects often last into adulthood. A recent study conducted in the state of Maryland where the current study took place revealed more than 12,000 children were victims of trauma in 2013. Yoga is recognized as a form of mind-body medicine. It is a primarily self-oriented promotive science which further integrates development of the psychophysical and emotional aspects of an individual. Yoga practice promotes the unity of mind to body. If the mind is relaxed, the body's muscles will also be relaxed, opposing the effects of the exposure to chronic stress and trauma. Yoga is practiced by grown numbers of people in the United States and has demonstrated positive effects on the functioning of adults and children. Therapeutic yoga intervention have demonstrated effectiveness in children and adolescents who exhibited 
symptoms of inattention, anxiety, depression, substance abuse, and eating disorder in both academic and treatment sets. So now let's talk more about trauma. It is well documented that children who are exposed to trauma in a childhood are at risk of developing emotional and behavioral problems, including dysregulation, post-traumatic stress, depression, low self-esteem, and aggression. Children and adolescents living in low-income urban communities are often exposed to high levels of traumatic experiences, increasing their risk of developing traumatic stress disorders. In a study of urban youth who had been exposed to trauma, 16% of the trauma victims met the criteria for PTSD, as known as post-traumatic stress disorder. Mendelssohn and colleagues have posited that children exposed to chronic trauma and stress have difficulties in regulating thoughts and emotions. Other research has indicated that the exposure to environmental stress is a key contributor to the presence of internalizing and externalizing disorders in youth. Now, when it comes to gender and trauma, some research demonstrated that gender, age, and race affect the expression of psychological distress, especially with respect to symptoms of depression and anxiety. Role socialization based on gender may place urban minority youth, particularly boys, actually higher risk for several negative behavioral and mental health outcomes, including interpersonal aggression, substance use, and delinquency. Studies of urban youth exposed to negative life events have demonstrated their higher vulnerability to psychological distress. In addition, at-risk urban youth may be less likely to be identified due to their restricted ability to express anxiety and fear. Urban minority youths tend to hide emotional distress for fear of being seen as weak, which leads to their adoption of an aggressive identity to pass unwanted feelings onto others and to shield themselves from psychological pain. The tendency to engage in a physical expression of emotions as an externalizing strategy for coping supports the premise that a physically-based gender-specific treatment program, such as yoga, may be an effective junk to trauma-informed mental health treatment. Yoga uh, focuses on individual strengths and can improve a child's feelings of well-being. A 12-week randomized trial of yoga and mindfulness, which were practiced by 4th and 5th grade students living in an urban setting, resulted in significantly decreased intrusive thoughts, emotional arousal, and rumination for the children in the yoga group. For children with attention deficit or hyperactivity disorder, known as ADHD, the yoga intervention group demonstrated an improved emotional and behavioral status through increases in the children's ability to self-soothe and cope with stress as compared with controls. Children exposed to trauma may exhibit emotional dysregulation and externalizing behavior. Yoga, therefore, may be a promising adjunct therapy to treat the emotional and behavioral consequences of children's exposure to trauma. The current study intended to examine the effectiveness of a 14-week yoga-based psychotherapy group to improve behavioral and emotional functioning and engagement during mental health treatment for school-aged boys living in an urban setting. 
Yoga-based psychotherapy group is a trauma-informed yoga therapy that uses the primary yoga elements, breathing, meditations, and poses to promote self-reflection and self-regulation of affected somatic, behavioral, and cognitive functions, while it offers opportunities for social learning, attunement, modeling, co-regulation, and peer support. The current research team hypothesized that YBPG would be associated with improved affect self-regulation and treatment attendance. According to the results, boys in the study had an average of almost three psychiatric diagnoses. All boys in the YBPG had diagnosis of ADHD and adjustment disorder with features of anxiety. The majority, like 60%, also had the diagnosis of oppositional defiant disorder. The majority of boys, 90%, had been prescribed medication. The most common class of medication prescribed was a stimulant. The boys' average self-report on all scores was in the normal rates at a baseline for all measured areas of functioning. Their scores stayed within the normal rates following the yoga behavioral uh, group. Attendance at the yoga behavioral psychotherapy group was compared with what of other mental health intervention used at the cleaning. These are non-yoga-based group treatments attended by patients including socialization and expressive therapies such as art and photography groups, skill building group, and the trauma-specific structure psychotherapy for adolescents responding to chronic Uh, stress. Empirical findings have documenting the adverse effect of childhood trauma on the social and emotional development of children. The use of yoga and mindfulness as an adjunct trauma-informed mental health treatment through the yoga behavioral psychotherapy group model may help to mitigate the adverse impact of trauma and stress of developing child. In the current study, the improvements in the parents' perceptions of other of uh, their sons functioning were supportive of the positive complementary effects of yoga on the children's family functioning, interpersonal strength, and overall total strength. It is interesting that the boys' functional self-assessments pre-yoga behavioral psychotherapy group did not reflect their parents' perceptions of their sons' functioning. Boys who have a history of childhood trauma may experience dissociation and a restricted ability to express anxiety and fear. Thus, in the current study, the boys' ability to self-reflect may have been limited at the beginning of the yoga behavioral psychotherapy group. Their adjustment about their functioning may have overestimated the scores based on a wish for existence or attempts to provide responses that were socially acceptable. It should be noted that the boys' self-reports on average indicated lower but normal scores on the family involvement scale at the end of, the, um, of that treatment. That finding could be due to the boys' willingness to disclose and share more information at the end of their experience in the group, Notably, both their baseline and their post-yoga um, behavioral psychotherapy group scores were in the high range for family involvement. Therefore, 
although the scores were statistically different, the difference was not clinically significant. Conversely, the parents stressed by poverty and violence may have exaggerated the severity of their son's problem in functioning, causing a lower functional rating for the children. Notably, following completion of the yoga behavioral psychotherapy group, the concordance between parent and child improved and all measures were within the normal range. In previous literature, the current study was unique in its uh, preliminary investigation of the effects of yoga on the daily functional relationships of African-American boys using a, a mixed methods approach. Male youth living in urban environments are often challenging to engage in a clinical setting. Race and ethnicity have been consistent predictors of treatment attendance, with African-American attending fewer treatment sessions than, for example, Latinos. More important, in the current study, the yoga-based um, psychotherapy uh, group model was effective in engaging and meeting the unique needs of an undeserved population of children and families resulting in high attendance. In the current study, results suggest that uh, yoga behavioral psychotherapy group is a promising complementary intervention for an undeserved urban African population of boys 8 to 12 years old. Family functioning in the personal strength and overall total strengths improve in the parents' perception of their son's functioning, thus supporting positive effects of yoga on the children. In addition, participant attendance to the YBPG was higher than children and parents recorded high satisfaction rates for that. In summary, yoga behavioral psychotherapy group may be proved to be a useful adjunct therapy to treat the emotional and behavioral consequences of childhood trauma in school age boys. Continuing with another article uh, which is named Integrating Yoga with Psychotherapy and it's a complementary treatment for anxiety and depression, it is stated that approximately 50% of American adults suffer from a mental health disorder at some point in their lives, the most prevalent being depressive and anxiety disorders. Integrally, people with mental health disorders such as depression often engage in self-help treatments before seeking treatment from a medical or mental health professional. Conceivably, they may choose to engage in health self-treatments in an effort to maximize financial savings to refrain from consuming synthetic medication or avoid negative stigmatization. People may also desire a more holistic treatment than allopathic care or psychotherapy can offer. Perhaps this is why the use of complementary and alternative medicine has surged. The acronym of that is CAM is perceived and calm is perceived as more wholesome with fewer negative side effects than conventional treatments. Thus, individuals are using CAM to manage chronic pain to improve health or prevent negative health issues. So let's see how yoga actually is uh, connected to all of these things. Uh, let's begin uh, with a different um, kind of... Um, Definition, 
Uh, yoga is an approximately 5,000-year-old science. Unsigned. Science, art, and philosophy derive from East Indian culture. The father of yoga, Patanjali, devised yoga to be one of six philosophy systems to unite the body and mind and also to unite the personal spirit with the universal spirit. To fully educate the listener about yoga within the scope of uh, this article would be impossible. People can study and practice yoga for a lifetime yet still remain in the infancy stages stages of understanding yoga. It has, as it was mentioned before, uh, breath work, physical postures, um, meditation. Also, according to the Global Literature Review, there have been an abundance of studies examining yoga as an effective clinical treatment intervention for psychological and physiological concerns. Um, an excessive review was completed of the literature uh, which um, examined all of the clinical studies published that use yoga as a therapeutic intervention for psychological and physiological concerns. It was found that there is some evidence to support the use of yoga as a treatment intervention for popular physical health concerns, such as cardiovascular, as it was said before, and respiratory conditions. When it comes to the clinical findings and, for example, anxiety, as it has to, to do with breath work, some research speculated that devoting a large portion of time to focusing on the concentrated breath work aspects of a yoga practice would substantially aid in the reduction of symptoms of the anxiety. When it comes to the physical postures, a study found that practicing yoga over a two-month period improved physical strength, increased flexibility, and reduce physical tension in, in young musicians with performance anxiety. Researchers also concluded that both practicing yoga and learning yoga theory are effective in reducing stress and symptoms of anxiety. For example, in one study contained two groups, one only practiced yoga and the other practiced and learned yoga theory. Both groups experienced decreased stress and performance anxiety. Also, uh, one more study found similar results uh, with two groups. One group practiced yoga and the other group watched a video to learn yoga theory. All participants reported a decrease in anxiety. After practicing yoga, people offer report may beneficial report many beneficial emotional, psychological, behavioral, and biological effects. An increased feeling of well-being is one important example. People experience beneficial changes to both the mind and body because yoga creates change in the neurophysiology, in the neurophysiology of the body. The connection between yoga and psychophysiology is gained interest from research and several hypotheses have been put forth to explain why yoga creates cognitive and physical changes. Researchers strongly suspect that yoga is effective because it positively alerts, as it was said before, the neurochemistry of the brain. For example, the causes of anxiety and depression can be genetic, environmental, psychological, emotional, and social, all of which 
change neurobiology. Recently, research is examining the effect of yoga on several neurotransmitters. And also the, that neurotransmitter, it's the GABA, the serotonin and the melatonin, as it was said before from Xenia. Yoga reduces anxiety for people with state, trait, and performance anxiety as well as for people with post-traumatic stress disorder. The breathwork practice, meditation practice, and learning about yoga practices decreased feelings of anxiety, whereas the physical postures decrease the physical symptoms of tension and anxiety. Given that yoga was found to be effective as conventional relaxation techniques is reducing st- stress and anxiety. People with anxiety may wish to also consider the unconventional relaxation techniques of yoga. Yoga reduced depression for people who, with many forms of depression, including those who were taking antidepressant medications or practicing in conventional psychotherapy. Particularly, the physical postures of uh, Iyengar yoga had many physical and cognitive benefits for people with depression. Focusing on postures that open and lift the chest counteracted feelings of depression, increased positive mood, offset the collapsed body posture, and help people with depression. Additionally, the breathwork practices gave people with depression a sense of control over their bodies, while the meditation practices allow people with depression to release patterns of rumination on depressive thoughts. Studies also showed that yoga improved participants' psychophysiology. (coughs) For example, the autonomic nervous system response became regulated and neurotransmitters and hormones levels positively changed. After practicing yoga, a form of homeostasis was created in the body similar to the effects of conventional medications. Thus, yoga may be an appropriate non-pharmacological clinical intervention for treating anxiety and behavior. But when it comes to my, to my opinion, I could say it could be like an integrative kind of therapy because in some cases, um, the medication is really important. When it comes for mental health professionals, integrating yoga with psychotherapy enables them to offer an expanded continuum of care beyond psychotherapeutic and pharmacological intervention. Therapy can be individualized for the needs of each client rather than making all clients fit one psychotherapeutic approach. Expanding the continuum of care to include yoga may help mental health professionals consider new ways of understanding mental health illness and healing. It is possible that mental health professionals have failed to notice the value in providing wholesome solutions. When it comes to the ethical responsibilities, mental health professionals have an increased ethical responsibility to get informed consent before integrating any treatments with clients, ensuring that clients are sufficiently educated about treatment options in decision-making is necessary. It is optimal to collaborate 
with clients to assess and examine the risk and the benefits of combining treatment options, including the safety of combining conventional and complementary treatments. Mental health professionals also have an increased ethical responsibility to be accurate and honest about their areas of competence, knowledge and practice and need to receive adequate training and supervision before declaring competency in various treatments. Thus, it is extremely important that mental health professionals do not recommend or force yoga on clients who are uninformed about the risks and benefits of a yoga practice or who are ambivalent or uncomfortable with the intervention. Integrating yoga works best for clients interested in practicing in and committing to a regular yoga practice. If a mental health professional is not adequately trained as a yoga therapist, the professional should be honest about his or her lack of training and competence with the client and not implement yoga practices with sessions, but should instead refer the client to a qualified yoga therapist. Mental health professionals should also respect client confidentiality when collaborating with yoga therapists. Some clients may share the same information with both a yoga therapist and a mental health professional, while others may choose to share only certain information with either professional. Finally, if trained in both disciplines, the professional has to carefully establish appropriate boundaries as both a mental health professional and a yoga therapist in their relationship with the client. For example, in most talk therapies, the mental health professionals do not touch the client. On the other hand, in a yoga session, the yoga therapist may touch the client to adjust the posture or support the position. Being cognizant of the differing boundaries of the two professional roles should help navigating the dual relationship with the client. People often seek alternative ways to manage their anxiety and depression. Self-help treatments such as yoga seem to offer desirable physical and mental benefits, especially when conventional treatments for anxiety and depression may not always be desirable or effective. Thus, addressing anxiety and depression through the concentrated breath work practices, physical postures and meditation of yoga may be an additional way for mental health professionals to treat anxiety and depression. Accordingly, it is important that mental health professionals encourage more rigorous research to further support the efficacy of, a yo- of yoga as a clinical treatment intervention for anxiety and depression as there is a positive in the current research. Those mental health professionals who choose to use yoga as a complementary treatment with psychotherapy may work more collaboratively with clients, deliver a more individualized therapeutic treatment, and implement and implement a more holistic theory. Therapy. It is really important at that point to see some things about the connection, not only uh, the hormones and neurotransmitters, but from another point of view, the yoga and the brain. Yoga has been addressing the relationships between mind, brain, and body for a lot of years, for from ever, actually. Through careful training, they can be linked together. The material 
and spiritual brain and mind become inseparable. Science seems to be reaching similar conclusions. Neuroscience research making clear that real changes in the brain continue to take place throughout life and these changes can have lasting effects on cognition and emotions. The influence is bidirectional between brain, body and mind. The findings of neuroplasticity, for example, see clearly show that the mind and environment can influence the brain and we know that the brain can have a strong influence on the mind, body and environments. Therapists who understand how the brain, mind, body and environment interrelate together will have more techniques and methods to help clients change. So, neuroscience findings about the brain have convinced contemporary philosophers that the brain and mind are not separate, but instead that the material or, or physical brain is primarily in the mental processing we call mind. Um, so, these philosophical positions are based on new neuroscience evidence indicating that brain pathways and functions can activate mental processes. In addition, research has shown that the mind has just as strong an influence on the structure of the brain with the opportunity of uh, neuroplasticity and neurogenesis throughout life. So the influence seems to go both ways, mind to brain and brain to mind. These back and forth processes facilitate therapeutic change. Neuroscience actually can help us understand how yoga influences the brain and the body. As we said, it's about neurotransmitters and hormones. One dimension of yoga's effects on the brain may be characterized as not doing, which is a form of deactivation. For therapy, this process This process gives clients clear methods to help them stop engaging, engaging in negative partners, patterns. As they do so, they lessen the strength of stress-producing pathways and problematic rewards. Clients acquire tools for objectivity to help them recognize that some of their beliefs may not be true. The techniques offer defined definitive ways to help them turn away from illusions. The not doing phase opens the way for more positive possibilities and clearer thinking. The other side of the practice involves the doing. At these phases, practitioners learn to deliberate and consciously direct attention and hold it voluntarily on an object they choose. They develop more tools to help differentiate between false and accurate perceptions, clearing the way to perceive the world as it is really. At this phase, healthy habits begin to be established, activating a learning process. New associative links form. The yoga practices of voluntary focus and self-control build the capacity to take change over behavior and cognition and guide it toward healthier adjustment. By disengaging from unhealthy patterns and encouraging new patterns to form, yoga facilitates the therapeutic process of change and growth. 
At the most advanced levels of practice, an open form of meditation is practice, which engages both doing and not doing, getting the unconscious working in conjunction with the conscious processes of executive, executive control. More of the brain becomes involved through the meditative practice known in neuroscience as brain coherence. At the highest meditative levels, more of the brain is activated and new capacities become possible. The practitioner develops a highly attuned awareness that is present in every aspect of experiencing. A conscious that responds more flexible become more aware of the self and others and approach life with openness to a spiritual dimension. Yogis seek higher truth. Clients seek therapeutic truth. After therapeutic truth is found, clients will experience a realistic conception of the self, of themselves and their world. As a result, their responses will be in harmony with their embodied situation as it unfolds. Uh, coming to an end of that, it's really uh, clear that through psychotherapy, the combination actually of psychotherapy and also yoga can help more a person and even uh, the medication will not be existed because uh, psychotherapy with um, yoga, they make uh, a really nice combination and effective to the people that they really struggle So many areas of the brain are activated when we breathe, go into a posture and focus on tension during yoga. Because so many areas and different patterns of brain activity are involved in yoga meditation, it has great potential to alter how people think and feel. Then problems can be approached from many possible directions and levels, offering a broad range of potential for therapy. So it's really um, important to take care of yourself because in a way you take care for the physical part of your body and also the part of the brain or mind or in, other, in a more wave, uh, wide way we could say soul. Uh, so this is a self-care kind of thing. And it shows that not in all cases, you, people do not have to, to take medications and things that maybe cause them some troubles. So I hope you enjoyed uh, this uh, point of view about mental health and yoga. And uh, you can write us if you under the post on Facebook, if you are practicing yoga or maybe... After hearing this podcast, you think to about starting. Thank you. See you next week. Bye.